The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. And now, your hosts, Isaiah Stanback, Patrick Walker, and Kyle Yeomans. It is a Tuesday edition of Talking Cowboys presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company from the Star in Frisco in the SWBC studios as we welcome you into a shakeup edition of Talking Cowboys. It is not Isaiah Stanback. It is not Patrick Nosey Walker. You'll see them later on on DallasCowboys.com. But today instead, it's the triumphant Talking Cowboys return of Brian Broaddus on the show. Brian, how's it going? I am doing great, Kyle. It is nice to be with you and Nate. I, every time I work with Nate, I think about a story, if I could tell it real quick. Okay. Nate and I one time were doing a Cowboys postgame show. I think it was after San Diego Thanksgiving. They played awful. And Lindsey Draper was the host at the time, and she took the break, and I was saying I was just going off. And I always, when I, when I get around Nate, I tend to just go off on things. <laughs> and I, I, I went off on something about the game. Went to break, and Nate looked at me and goes, you're trying to get fired, aren't you? <laughs> he was brutal. And I, and I looked at him, and I go, uh, wow. I go uh, I'm not wrong, am I? He goes, no, nah, you're good. <laughs> so, yeah, I, it's, uh, it's great to be with uh, you and Nate again. Yeah. Uh, thank you for uh, making me let me be a part of this. Yeah, no, this is going to be a lot of fun. And, of course, without a further intro, I mean, you've got six-time Pro Bowler, three-time Super Bowl champ, Nate Newton on the other side. Nate, how's it going with I'm you? I'm great. I'm great, man. I like getting up early. You know, Get it I'm, out of the way, right? Uh, I like doing early shows. I like just bouncing. That way you can go home and do other things, man, have fun with the wife and all of those things that entails. <laughs> <laughs> go work the phone for that trade deadline stuff. Yeah. No, there's a lot of different yeah. topics that yeah. we could hit this week. It's a good week for a bi-week shakeup because it's sure. right smack dab in the middle of the season. The trade deadline hits today at 3 o'clock Central Time. Nate's got his Black Rifle Coffee Company. We're ready to go. Brian's got his Black Rifle Coffee, too. So let's get into it a little bit because, first off, I want to get your thoughts since we haven't heard it on this show specifically on Sunday's win, and then we'll talk into the trade deadline. But, Brian, when you look back on how the Cowboys got their 49-29 win over the Chicago Bears, how would you classify their performance and and what they were able to do this past Sunday? I've been super critical on this platform, which is great to have, and then also on 105.3, the fan of Kellen Moore throughout the year. And, you know, talking about creativity – using players much like Dan Quinn and the defensive coaches use their guys. Like Kellen Moore and the staff really figured out some things the other day. And I, I was all about that. I was all about, hey, let's get these receivers on the move. Let's create opportunity separation. Big swing in motion, you know, to C.D. Lamb up the sidelines, puts the corner in a bind, puts the safety in a bind. You know, route combinations, all these things that – You've kind of been asking for when you watch the games because you watch other NFL games and you're going, how are they getting their guys so open? And, you know, you've got just as talented guys as other teams around the league. But I thought this was one of those games, the first 15 that Kellen Moore had, I thought were outstanding. I said, well, let me see his next 15. His next 15 were just as good. So, you know, when you have to be critical, 
and you also have to be fair about it. And I thought he did a great job with the game plan. I thought it was executed well. I thought the quarterback, it showed what a week of practice for him, what that meant. It also, though, you also saw in defense, their depth was really stretched in that football game. You know, McQuamu, Bell, Clark, guys playing in that game, trying to stop a defense, or excuse me, an offense that's really, really was committed to running the football in a lot of different ways. Nate 49 carries. Yeah. Well, that's committed, right? Yes, it's true commitment. Yes. What did you think about the, the game? I just didn't think they would do that to Matt Eberflus defense. Yeah. Uh, I just, you know, I like what they did. You know, you, you, you guys, you hear me off air. I'm just moaning about that <laughs> one pass. Yeah, you know, the interception. I, it, that one, that one pass because I, I believe in winning football. Don't start when the playoffs start. Winning football starts and he builds all year long. Yeah. So that one pass kind of worried me. But other than that, Brian, you are spot on. And what you're saying, I mean, they did what they needed to do. Uh, they made play out the play, and I, I liked it. I mean, uh, you was excited this past weekend. You were 40 burgers. And I, and I hope you got everybody they water burgers. I and, did. Got it I, all done. I enjoyed ex- that yesterday. It was nice. Yeah, <laughs> I'm excited. As long as we don't show that one bad play that can hurt us down the road. Yeah. As long as we don't show that. I mean, interceptions happen, fumbles happen, but let's not, let's not hurt our defense because – what that play did was hurt our defense. It put them back on the field, and then coming out of halftime, it put them back on the field. Sure did. Don't hurt your defense. This is your bread and butter. Yeah. Our defense averaging 32 minutes per game, and you wonder why we're banged up? That is the reason. So when you're talking about that interception, right before the half, you're, mm-hmm. you're about right around a minute, I guess. It was a little yeah, under a seconds. minute to drive down the field and try and put your, right. your offense continuously on the board because at yeah. that point they had scored on all four of their drives. Is that aggressive play call what you're worried about? Is that that type of play calling or is it just the execution of if the play? If you're going to run that in route like that, a kind of deep in route like that, sure. one thing your receiver has to say in his mind, either I'm catching it, uh, no one's catching it. You can't be lollygagging. You got to be dedicated to this cause. Am I correct, Brian? Yeah, absolutely. And so when this don't happen and you throw your defense back out there, it, it just don't – you don't – that's not aggressive. Yeah. That's not – if, if your coach is going to swing the bat for you, hey, yeah. co- hey coach, I'm going to call this play. It's going to be kind of deep over the middle. I know uh, we haven't had success there. We're trying to open up something in the game. Coach McCarthy, he don't want to have his headset on, but if he did, he's like, <laughs> all right, everybody's got the th- – oh, I want to do the thumb up. Everybody's got the thumb up. And guess what? Yeah. It didn't work. You yeah. gambled. And uh, and I'm not and I'm not gonna go into this better team and all of that. Sure. But I'm just saying smart football doesn't start when the playoffs start. Yeah. It starts during the whole year. You know what's funny in age, right? I mean, I, I'm I'm thinking they haven't stopped you yet. That's kind of what I was thinking. Right. No but, doubt. But when you look at it from the defense's perspective, he's absolutely right about that, especially against a team that, you know, was just running the football. And the Cowboys have been put in some bad sudden change situations before that you know well, they've had some they've had a couple of bad punts that put them teams on the other side of the 50 no points and for them to get the ball again on your side of the 50 and give up only three points I think it says a lot about mm-hmm. that defense and the heart that they played with because 
that defense that that was tough. That 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 offense with those backs, that offensive line is not great that they have. But what they figured out is like, listen, we know they can't pass block, but we know they can run block. <laughs> and and you're dealing with a quarterback that can run like he does, and running backs like they have. That that's a different animal that you're playing against right there. And to to finish the game the way they did. I, I, I tip my hat to him because that that wasn't going to be an easy assignment at all. And you know Nate's right. I, me, I'm like, yeah, they haven't stopped you. Go for it. And then when they throw the interception and you don't see the receiver coming across, you're going, okay, I'm an idiot for thinking that. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, but just... but the the bigger the bigger point is Nate's right about the defense. Don't put the defense in harm's way, even though they're capable of stopping harm, especially in a game like that where they're worn down. Pound after pound, yeah. run after run, you get 47 rushing carries against you, yeah. your defense is going to wear down. So kind of going back to what you were just saying, how tough is it for a defense specifically whenever they face a team like that that's going to abandon the pass to run the football to slow down the run, even though you know it's coming, but you still can't slow it down? The thing that bothered me the most about this Cowboys defense through the first eight weeks was the Philadelphia final drive when they ran the ball 10 straight plays. Mm-hmm. That, that, because that was your strength versus them. Their, what, they, what they determined was going to be their strength in running the ball. And so it, now it's one of those things where you look at it and you say, okay, where are the issues on this Cowboys defense? If you're going to attack this defense, what do you do? Well, running the football would be where I would start. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it is, and I know you guys all watch the All-22, I, I don't think it's scheme, I th- and I don't think it's ability. I think there's t- some times where this team, you know, and when they're playing run defense, whether they they go out of lanes. You know, we interviewed Tank Lawrence on a – he's got a weekly show with us on 105.3, and he, he talks about lanes – Gap integrity, things like that. You know, if you're if you're responsible for the width of you know contain and you spin inside, and all of a sudden it's a free corner, and then there's a big play, that's a that's bad. If you all of a sudden decide, well, I'm going to take an, a bad angle again, and now it's another outside play, or I'm going to go too wide and let them block me out of the play. You know, um, on the film, we all saw this. Fourth and one, they had an opportunity, and and I hate to. I'm just. I know they're winning games, and yeah, but I'm I'm talking about it. You know, if you if you're thinking about issues, mm-hmm. fourth and one, they had an opportunity in that game to get a stop. They slant the right way. They got everything kind of buttoned up, but your corner, you know, he's unblocked, and if he just comes down, then you got to stop. And now the defense is off the field. Instead, the corner gets, you know, doesn't make the play and now it's a first down and now you're keeping drives going. This is the only thing I think that really hurts this defense. And I don't think it's scheme and I don't think it's their ability. I think it's sometimes they have this mentality of get upfield, get upfield, make a play. So is go, it just go e- rush a passer and stuff like that. Effort and discipline? Is that kind of the I two? Think, I think not you know, the Nate, Nate, not it's the not, not the effort. Okay. It's the I think it's the I think that at times it's like I said, you could watch you could watch a guy like Dorrance Armstrong responsible for the width and then he takes a rush inside and then after the play you see him kinda hang his head, knowing that, oh, I made a mistake there. You know, and that's I think that's the biggest thing. You know, the, this defense when and teams have figured out a little bit of running the ball about the crack. 
the mm-hmm. crack toss, the get the ball to the perimeter. They figured out it's easier to block Micah Parsons when you can shield him or down block him as opposed to taking him head up. Tampa Bay did it a lot. Yeah. That, that's where it started. This is where this is where our uh, superpowers have turned into a curse. Mm. Because the coach gives them the authority saying, if you see a play, go make it. If you can make yeah. the play. Yeah. But they are forgetting to make the play. Yeah. Mm. See, whereas Jimmy had the same philosophy, Coach Wanstead had the same philosophy, but if you blow that chance to make that play, then you, for the next 10 or 12 plays, have to just play assignment football. Right. Our guys are jump, like uh, uh, Osa. He's a he's a penetrator. Yeah. We've had Zeus talk about that. Isaiah talk about that a lot. Yeah. But when you penetrate, you still have a gap responsibility. Right. And some and they'll instead of going up oh, the yeah. field, he'll slant. Yeah. Or he'll go too far out because he he wants to make a play. When we get into the the Philadelphia's again, the 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 New Giants. York's again. Yeah. You play your responsibility. And and I know sooner or later, and they're over there. Yeah. And they're gonna say, you know what, coach? We like what we're doing, but when we face a team that's equally good, talent wise, coach wise, we don't want the Philadelphia thing again. Yeah. Yeah. You can't have that. And that's why I say smart football don't start in the playoffs. It's all year long. And we got to kind of rein back because Par- Parsons, his rookie year, he was great against the run. <laughs> now Parsons is like, I'm going to get that man in that backfield. So, yeah. hey. Well, that, it happened, and, and we watched it. You know, we've when you watch y'all 22 again, you're in a situation where Tank is like, here's Fields. He's there kind of, he's drifting as a, he's drifting to throw the ball, and right. his eyes are to the left. And he keeps drifting and drifting and drifting. <laughs> and Tank is taking an angle to catch him drifting. Yes. And then all of a sudden, it's like Fields is like, oh, no, this guy's about to punish me. And he gets out. And now there's nobody on that side. But it's not – I mean, it's he's rushing the passer. But Tank will tell you that his angle was probably a little steep. But to handle the pass rush, he had to go that steep. Right, it just right. happened that you're you're playing a quarterback that's pretty rare with the mobility and stuff like that. You're not going to play a lot of guys like that, but no. especially the next two weeks, you know, uh, Rogers can move around a little bit, Cousins can move around a little bit, but not like what that guy in Chicago can. Cousins turned on the gas a little bit this past week. Did you see that oh, touchdown yeah. run yeah. where he kind of got to the edge yeah, got and to the edge, yeah. turned on the Jets and got in the end zone? Showed a little bit of something there. Yeah. But nobody's like Justin Fields or Jalen Hurts. I mean, those are no, the two guys. That you're going to face all year that are going to give you problems. The new the new buzzword in NFL is stress. Mm. Yes, everybody's yes. telling the word stress. And Mike McCarthy says it quite a bit. The amount of stress you put on the Cowboys' offense put a lot of stress on the Bears the other day. Three wide receiver, uh, three tight end packages. No no huddle. Don't let them substitute. You know, big personnel on the field, and now they're running plays and they're wide open. You know, they can't defend that. That's That's the kind of stress you need to put on people. Mm, I like it a lot. When we come back here on Talking Cowboys, how would you grade the first half of the season, and where would you go to make an addition prior to the trade deadline? Right after this with more from Brian Broaddus, Nate Newton, Kyle Yeomans, Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company. When you build, you start with the foundation, and home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. 
The Bank of America Community Homeownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. This did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone's done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savanna. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now, Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is, Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Are you ready to take coffee off your grocery list forever? Black Rifle Coffee Club is here to help. As a coffee club member, you'll get your favorite coffees roasted, packaged, and shipped to your door free of charge on your preferred schedule. Set it, forget it, and never run low on coffee again. Members also get exclusive deals on coffee, products, and discounts from partner brands. Ease your mind and let Black Rifle worry about your coffee supply. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com to join the coffee club today. Back to Talking Cowboys. Limited tickets for the remaining home games of the 2022 Dallas Cowboys season at AT&T Stadium are available right now. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash tickets or SeatGeek.com, the official ticketing provider of AT&T Stadium. Whenever you go out there to see the Cowboys at AT&T Stadium, you may see Brian brought us out there on the plaza. You, you guys do your pregame shows out there, right? We do. We've uh, kind of endured all the weather factors. Mm. It's nice to be back out there, you know, with the pandemic and all that and getting to see people and the fans and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, to really be in that firsthand. A lot of folks coming through those gates over there and, uh, you know, a lot of the the, we, the last couple of weeks, the Detroit fans have been fun. The Bears fans have been fun. And all the Cowboy fans that stop by and say hello have been great, too. Uh, that's a lot of fun. You guys were up in the booth during COVID, right? You were still in the building. We were. Actually, we were uh, during COVID. We were upstairs in the Brad Sham radio booth. Yeah. And then and then, but, and then then but there was a lot of time, though, too, where we were just at the station at 105.3. And, and that's oh, tough because, you know, the interaction that you have with the fans. One of the things I look forward to when you talk about with Nate and how he works with all the folks out there in Oxnard when you go walking in and Nate kind of shouts you out for walking in and you're kind of like okay Nate's uh that's yeah. cool and then people like turn around and look and you're just kind of like ducking your head going, hey, hey, how's it going yeah. I, I, it's funny because you mentioned this to me when we were on the draft show a long time ago and he's like watch out watch watch camp Nate watch him oh yeah navigate and I oh, was yeah. like oh I'm sure he, I'm sure he's just Nate Nate takes another level yeah, yeah we camp, gotta have I fun. love it camp is fun yeah. For us. Now, we're not those guys out <laughs> on the field, but for us. It's, it's a little bit sure. of work for them, yeah. right? Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, since, I mean, it feels like yesterday we had training camp, but you blink, and we're halfway through this season right now. Yeah. 
That's kind of, you're starting, wild. You're starting to figure out some things. The calendar's changed. Yep. I know working for Bill Parcells, he always said you kind of you know who you are by Thanksgiving. I think Jerry Jones and this front office and this coaching staff have an idea of who they are at, through eight weeks. Right, who do you right. think they are? I think they're a team that realized that they've got their quarterback back. They can be very dynamic when it comes to use of personnel, whether it's the tight ends, the backs. You know, the way that they're getting both those backs going, I think, is a really, really good thing to see. Uh, these wide receivers probably need to get them going a little bit more, but I was encouraged by what I saw with the movement of some of the things. This offensive line, who I thought was really, man, a lot of question marks coming out of that Tampa game. Not just the quarterback being healthy, but you learned this team is very resilient. They survived their quarterback being gone for five weeks. You know, and I think that says a lot that, that this coaching staff – Again, super critical of Mike McCarthy. I said yesterday on the radio he would have my vote for coach of the year. I know what's going on with the Jets and New York and all that stuff like that. But what other team has survived their quarterback being out for five weeks and have a four and one record, mm. you know, and be one of the better teams in football? So uh, I think you got to give Mike McCarthy, the staff, a lot of credit for that. The identity on defense, you know, we saw it last year with all the turnovers. And now they've taken it to a whole nother level with the pressures and the sacks. And so and they're and they're really, really deep the way they're able to rotate those guys through. So um those are the kind of the main and I you got a really good kicking game. You got a, an outstanding punt returner, mm-hmm. you got an outstanding punter, and you got a field goal kicker that you can rely on. It's a pretty deep team. Yeah. It's great. It, it, it's it's great. I mean, all we gotta do is add discipline. Yeah. All we got to do is add a little bit more. Don't line up bit. off sides on third and five yeah. or whatever. Yeah, just add a little That one discipline. hurt a little bit. Yeah, add a little discipline. And I'm telling you, this thing would be, uh, oh, man, I, I'm telling you, when that kid went down in the Tampa game, you're like, whoa. Yeah. But uh, Coach McCarthy stepped up, man. And I, and I went to a couple of – Will McClay and yeah. other guys. I'm like, I didn't see it. No. I didn't believe it. No. But whatever Coach McCarthy is feeding these kids and his coaches, keep feeding it. I'm yeah. serious. He looked at me. I'm like, yeah, I didn't see it. I, I thought it was gone, man. Wow. Yeah. So. Well, that's that's the thing about it is it, it happened so early. And then, you know, you lose Tyron Smith even before the right. season starts. Right. And now the questions go. I remember the week leading up to the game on all the shows were, well, how's Tyler Smith going to do? And you're thinking, well, I saw Tyler Smith play left tackle for Tulsa, you know, but that didn't see him in training camp. I saw him in OTAs and mini camps without pads on playing some tackle. But, you know, I mean, he was he was in a battle for the left guard spot. You know, and I, and I think that – and Nate will tell you this. I mean, he's, he's, he's lived yeah. this. You know, great offensive linemen on all their plays, 65 right. plays. Don't right. just grade them on one or two plays because you could have – you could have, you know, have 65 plays. You could have 63 pluses and two minuses. You just hope the two minuses aren't the ones that, you know, maybe – Kill your team. Kill that are your big, team. big plays. But, yeah, I mean, you, you, it's to the point now where it's like – Tyron Smith coming back, you know, in several weeks, it's like, okay, maybe it's like we'll cross that bridge when we get there. <laughs> but you're starting to think, and, and listen, I've been super critical too. Man, I, I sound like I've been critical of a lot of folks, <laughs> which is what you do for a living. Maybe At least you're self aware. Maybe, maybe they should be more critical of me. Uh, but, and they, and they are, trust me. Um, but yeah, you know, with Terrence Steele. You know, mm-hmm. what's going on at right tackle? I mean, there's questions. I'm like, okay, what's going on at left guard? What's going on at center? The center's playing damn well for you right now. You know, what's going on going to happen at right tackle? You know, I mean, all these worries that you have. 
this crew can run the ball. I mean, they didn't run it well against the Commanders, but I'll challenge anybody to run the ball well against the Commanders. The Bama the, boys, man, man. They, they, they are physical up front. Now, you know, but this, this line has gotten better. The quarterback's back. He looks comfortable. And the play caller, let's hope he can kind of keep the momentum going with the way he's doing things. So, I, I don't know about you guys, but y- yesterday was Halloween. Yeah. Today is November 1st. Yes. My fiance was already getting out the Christmas decorations <laughs> yesterday. Yeah. Already. She was pulling them out. She was getting them all. I had like a Christmas truck in my living room that was right. Santa's everywhere. It's all sure. already happening. So, with that being said, today is your only day to give Jerry Jones your wish list. Right, right. Your wish list moving forward for what you want to add to this team and the identity that you guys just gave to me. Nate, what would be on that wish list in terms of a position you would want mm. for the Cowboys moving forward? Glad he went to you, you know, first. I'm, I'm, no, I'm going to throw that to Brian because I don't yeah. have a player or a position. Yeah. You don't have one? I have one want. Okay, what is it? And you, and you, and you, and you know I would beat a dead horse to death twice. <laughs> I didn't want discipline. If I can get one thing for this team, and that's why I've been listening to Broadus, for one thing for this team, if I get a a wish list, well, I can be, uh, you know, I love brother for you to be critical to me. Uh, (laughs) I want discipline, Kyle, and I am serious about that. You can't go buy discipline, though, so where do you get it from? But you can help teach it, and it's got to be consequences for it. Is that on the coaching staff? Yeah, that's on the the coach staff and the leaders of this team. But uh, other than that, Broadus is thinking. Really, Broadus is thinking the same thing I'm thinking. So yeah. tell him what we're thinking, Broadus. Yeah, I, I. You know what? To me, give me an impact player. Yes. And I will. I will take it on either side of the ball. Okay. And I learned a long time ago with a Hall of Fame general manager, Ron Wolf, when I was in Green Bay, and he used to say, "When you feel like you're good at a position, add another one. Just go ahead and add another one." And I, I think you could help this team in so many ways. And I, I think the general manager. I think Jerry Jones sees this. I think he sees – I said it this morning, and I, I hate it. I don't mean this to sound morbid, mm-hmm. but Father Time is undefeated. you know. And we don't have – we don't know when we're going to have opportunities again. And you've got to look at your team, and you've got to say, okay, this is where we are right now as a team. All these things that I just said, that's where you are as a team. You've got to look at the division. You've got to look at the conference. You've got to look at what's ahead. And if something presents itself where you can go out and make a deal, and, and the reason I want to keep an open mind about it is because as a, as a former pro personnel guy, I'm going to give Jerry Jones 10 names. I'm going to say these teams are two and six, mm. three and five. I'm going to go after, I'm just going to make calls, and I'm going to make somebody tell me no. Right, right. I'm going to make somebody tell me if they're two and six and all of a sudden they feel like they're not going anywhere in the second half, I'm going to go try and get some of these teams' best players, whether it's a wide receiver, whether it's a defensive end, whether it's a linebacker. We saw Roquan Smith go yesterday for a two and a five. You know, I'm doing something like that. Any picks that Dallas gives away right now, if you give away a one, it's like giving away a two because you're going to be picking late in the draft anyway. You yeah. know, we only have what, 15 to 18 first round grades? Yeah. Okay. It's not like I'm the New Orleans Saints who gave away a pick and now it's the top five. Top six pick. Yeah, top six pick in the draft. I'm going to get an impact player. And the position really doesn't matter to me. But I'm going to get, you know, you can talk about wide receiver. That would be a big help. 
if Kellen Moore is continuing, if that if we're seeing the Kellen Moore that's going to move guys around and work them open and stuff like that, absolutely. I could see a I could see another defensive tackle. Mm-hmm. I could see a three technique. I could see another defensive end. I could you know just a linebacker, a corner. Even though the guys like Bland and those guys are I mean playing well, but yeah, just add add a position, add a big time player, and that's what Nate and him. Nate used to play on teams when we used to compete against them at Green Bay. They they were a good defense. They had Charles Haley. Yeah, you know they had Deion Sanders. They add. You know, it's like they add impact players. You know, that's what you need on this football team. You got you got impact players. That number eleven is one of the best impact, most impact players in the league. Sure, add another one. I like that a lot because a lot of people are saying wide receiver, sure, offensive tackle or guard sure. or whatever you wanted to do up front. And then there's a lot of guys on the open market that are going places. You just saw yesterday Roquan Smith. Yeah. He's going to Baltimore. Baltimore's right. got a good defense. Yeah. They added Roquan There's, Smith. Yeah, they're struggling. I mean, they, yeah, you, you watch Baltimore. They, they've, you know, they've had their struggles, but sure. they but they realize that like we need to get a little bit better. Mm-hmm. We need to get a little bit better. So I'm I'm not opposed to it. Now, Jerry will tell you, you know, he's fielding calls. And that's good. That's good. If he's fielding calls, but I'd also be proactive here too. Thank you. And be the one that's making yeah, the call. Yeah, make the, <laughs> so, Yeah, but see, make somebody tell you no. Yes. If, I'm if with Nate that. Newton, if Nate Newton is an all pro defensive three technique mm-hmm. and and he's on a bad team right now, I'm calling. I'm gonna see how committed they are to really, you know, are you committed to keep winning? Sure. Are you are you gonna try and win? Are you giving up? Do you want my first round pick? You know, teams a lot of these teams are run by guys that were former scouts. Mm. Scouts Gimme picks, gimme picks, gimme picks, gimme picks. That's what they're thinking about. They're not thinking about really how they build the team. They just want picks, you know, and, and where you should take advantage of that. And I, 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 you know, to say, and I know on this on this platform we can't give names and I all that. I wish we could. Yeah, but I mean, we can't. Yeah. And, and, and it's understandable. But just impact. Offense or defense, impact. That's where you start. I agree 100%. And uh, – we talked about this before the show, before you walked in, Kyle. Mm-hmm. It's a player out there. Yeah. And it's Will McClay's job with yeah. his guys yeah. to get those five or six guys. You saying 10. Yeah. I'm saying five or six. I don't, I am a guy, I am done. I listen to y'all draft show on and off. <laughs> I am done with anything. If you're not a fourth round, yeah. I would never have a fifth, sixth, or seventh. I would never have that. I'll be trying to package them to get me a fourth. Yeah. I would never – because those are the only things that I care about. And now getting rid of a first for a Rokon Smith, I would have did it like eight years ago yeah. before he was even born into mm. this, this league, I promise you. Yeah. Because how do you how do you quantify not having a guy like that? Well, what they'll say to you, though, and this is Stephen Jones and the way they run the cap, is they've got guys that coming up for future contracts. They've got CD, CD Lamb, Trayvon Diggs, Diggs. You know, they've got guys that are coming at some up. point. And, and and I know Nate, you're rubbing your eyes, and, and <laughs> I, I I rub my eyes too. I rub my eyes too because I'm about. And this is where I think the advantage they have right now because Jerry really does believe this. And again, it's not the morbid approach, right. but Jerry, in you know, when you start thinking about how many more campaigns do you have left. How many more opportunities are you going to have for Aaron Rodgers not to be in the mix mm. or Tom Brady not to be in the mix? You know, or your main competition is the Vikings, the Eagles, and the Giants. You know, I mean, right now if the season ended, you're going to Atlanta to play a playoff game. 
you're probably a 10-point favorite against Atlanta right now. On the road, too. On the road. No doubt. So why not, if you could add one more player, or you know, two more players, it, 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 that to me is that to me is that's where that's where you're trying to go for it right there. And I think a lot of people are critical of the Jones family, and there's something they admit it. There's things that that it's the way they operate. And Jerry said this morning that maybe that we think that Jerry's too aggressive and Stephen isn't. And Jerry said it's kind of quite the opposite. Hmm. He says I feel like that that Stephen at times is very aggressive, and he goes, "There's times Jerry said I'm very conservative." But they feel like they have the balance there. I'd like to see. I'd like to see the right deal fall in their lap today. I really would. I, I think it would be kind of fun because I think they would do it. Yeah, I think they're interested. Everything that you've heard from Jerry and then Stephen this week post game got me thinking that when he told Kevin Gray of one hundred five three the fan that he says, you know, Kevin asked him the question and he says if he goes, I see everything you're talking about about this. I see everything. That w- about this football team and everything that Kevin asked him about going forward, that had to do with going forward. And Jerry was Jerry didn't didn't back off. He didn't say, "Well, you know, we need to see the right." No, Jerry says, "I'm I'm thinking exactly what you just asked me," and I I think that's uh, that's all you, as a Cowboy fan, that's all you can ask for. Now the Cowboy fan out there will also say, "They never do anything. Mm-hmm. This is going to be another well, maybe the right opportunity didn't come." But I, to me, I think this is a great opportunity to try and help your football your team. Your bat phone should be lit up. Commissioner <laughs> yeah. Gordon, it should be lit Just the, the skylight <laughs> yeah. in the sky. And like I said, I have no player that I wanted. He, the player I wanted is gone. And uh, I think we needed a linebacker. Mm. And it was one guy, that, Smith. He yeah. is the ultimate big play linebacker. He's gone. Mm-hmm. Now, Broadus, you may have a – List of guys that yeah, there's there's guys again. We just kind of can't get into them, but (laughs) yeah, especially if they're targets. Yeah, that's what the thing about it is. So let's let's see how this thing goes. We got till three o'clock today, and and hopefully that that Jerry and Will and Steven are filled in a lot of calls. There's some teams out there that are that are sellers today. Yep, this division, this uh, this league has a lot of sellers involved. And the Rams are apparently shooting their shot again. By the way, did you see that to the Cowboys? No. They, they offered they offered for, Brian, for Burns Burns two first round draft picks for Burns to Carolina. Can we say the name? Is that okay? I mean, this it's is not reported. a Cowboys target. It's not yeah. a Cowboys. Yeah. This okay. is reported yeah. by yeah. Albert Breer. Yeah. So yeah. Breer says Breer says the Rams offered two first round draft picks to for Brian Burns and yeah. Carolina turned him down. Yeah. Wow, they're always shooting their shot. They're getting in there. They always do. They know they don't like they, never, on they to don't like picks. to draft. F them picks. <laughs> they don't like holding on to the picks. I'm not big on picks, man. Picks, you hit and miss. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, last year they picked 32nd, right? Yeah. The thing, yeah. The, the, thing <laughs> the thing about the thing about their their uh, and and I know Les Snead, the the GM, real well, and Les is one of those guys that where Les has had really good successes. He goes out and gets the best player, but the best player ends up. Staying healthy for him too. Yeah. Yes, they don't. They, they, this is the first year that the Rams have really struggled with injury. Their mm-hmm. offensive line has been decimated. It really has. And so, it, it, when you make that when you make that thought about going out and giving up picks, but you don't have depth to handle it. Mm-hmm. See, that's the one thing the Cowboys have. Cowboys have some depth. You saw that on display on defense the other day. No doubt. That's the thing is players could be involved in it. Yeah. Trade picks could be in, involved with it. Yeah. There are so many ways for Dallas to push the chips all in. They're already 
a good portion there, in. There They've might, got the roster. There might be somebody on your roster right now that someone likes that mm. would soften the blow of going to getting another guy. Yep. You know, you say, okay, we'll parlay one of Nate's third or fourth round picks and we'll, we'll package it with a player that somebody might like that might be a little surplus for you. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. We'll see what happens, and we'll, of course, talk it, talk about it tomorrow, break it all down for you whenever the deadline comes to an end at 3 p.m. Central Time. When we come back, though, it's first half grades. How would you grade the Cowboys 6-2 and two start? And moving forward, how what type of expectations should be on the table for the rest of the season? Right after this with more Talking Cowboys. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Black Rifle Coffee Company serves premium coffee to people who love America. When you drink Black Rifle Coffee, you are directly supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders in your community. Black Rifle's expert roasters love coffee almost as much as Texas loves football, so it makes sense that America's Coffee partnered with America's team. Go online at BlackRifleCoffee.com and fuel up with the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. That's BlackRifleCoffee.com to fuel up today. Little sweet! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. Back to Talking Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys. By the way, NFL Plus is here, which means no matter where you are, this is how you football. Get live, local, and primetime regular season and postseason games on your phone or your tablet. Game replays and a whole lot more. Go to NFLplus.com and start your free trial of NFL Plus today. Back here on Talking Cowboys, it's the shakeup week. Bi-week edition with Nate Newton, Brian Broaddus, I'm Kyle Yeomans. Glad you're with us. As always, brought to you by Black Rifle Coffee Company, the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. So, we talked about trade deadline, Mm -hmm. talked about the Sunday win. Let's talk about a little bit of of grades. I want you guys to give me an A to F grade (laughs) on how the Cowboys have fared throughout the season. Brian, you, you did a great job of outlining it early on. You survived your backup quarterback for five games. You survived not having Dak Prescott. You went four and one of those games. You're six and two, heading into the bye week, technically the halfway point. I know there's nine games left, but this is a good reset point. What would you grade the first half of the season? I think it's been an A. I think you absolutely, when you look at what this defense has been able to do, 
development of young offensive linemen. You survived your quarterback not being part of five games. You've established uh, that you can run the ball with two guys instead of just one. Uh, the wide receivers probably you know need a little bit more there. Uh, I don't know if it's the talent. I just know that they struggled with Cooper Rush playing quarterback. He got a great development with these young tight ends. You you survived not having Dalton Schultz, who was a big part of that. I mean, the, the resiliency, the coaching staff, Dan Quinn, Mike McCarthy, Kellen Moore, Bones Fossil. Uh, you know, how could you not at six and two? I mean, if they don't have three turnovers against the Eagles, I think they win that football game. Mm. I think they do. I think they find a way to win that game. I think they had the Eagles on the ropes a little bit there, but the turnovers were just too much. But the, 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 the Tampa game, it seems like a distant memory now. It's a different football team. And I don't know how you cannot give this team a, an A for what they've done so far. Nate? You're, you're very convincing, Brian. I give them a B plus. <laughs> what a great job that this defense did in band-aiding this whole thing. Yeah. For making sure that you couldn't score more than – 18 points, and they made sure that the opponent scored one less. Uh, they did a tremendous job of, of doing it. I, uh, and I want to give Coach McCarthy an A. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm going to get his team a B plus because uh, when our offense went dormant the way it went and, and barely survived, uh, you got to get a quarterback an A. But other than that, they just they got through. So I'm giving them a B plus. And, uh, but tremendous job, Coach McCarthy, because he did not blink an eye. Yeah. He did his thing. And it always and our reports ain't always glaring of him from outsiders, you yeah. know, of Coach McCarthy. But he hung in there. He did what he had to do. I give him a B-plus, man. So you're bringing the grade down significantly Yes. from from what Broaddus just said. I would give him an A, by the way, right. as well. I was asked that question last night, and I, I gave an A. Same reason. I even thought, thought the A-minus fa- right. factor of it. Yeah. It could yeah. fit. But B plus, and you're bringing it down because of the offense. Yes. So are you not giving in on the fact that they showed again on Sunday that they can go back to that? They can get back to a 40 point offense, which yeah. we saw all of last year. They are you not buying in just yet, just based off of the competition? You said our first half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the first half yeah. was was our offense. Wasn't great. Been, been it put, it put great. the defense, yeah. But the defense was superb. Sure. Yeah. I mean, they were superb. Elite. Yes. Yeah. And and, and they covered up a lot of things for us because when Philly came we saw it it was a, it was exposed but now with Dak back with a week on his belt we see what we can be so uh if they're a for just hanging in there what would what do we give well them? <laughs> you know what if you yeah. want if you want to really break it down this yes. way you could mm-hmm. say it coaching staff a yes you could say defense a yes mm-hmm. offense C Yes. I think that's fair. Yeah. And then yeah. if that's the case, then Nate's closer to being right than I am yeah. about yeah. the A. But, I mean, because if you if you really feel like that the quarterback, the backup quarterback was – he he did exactly what he had to do. Yes, he yeah. did. And the, his guys around the offensive line got better, the running game, everything got better. The but, tight ends got better. Yeah. Okay. But our receivers – they were, that, that was Brown. a struggle. That was a struggle. They struggled. Yeah. yeah, I think that Nate's Nate's onto something. So yeah. if you even wanted to go a little further, if you wanted just to grade in on all three levels, A, A, and a C. Yes, you're kind of somewhere right around a B plus or B. Special teams. 
Special teams, I mean, look, a a plus maybe. A, I tell you what, Ooh. with what they've done with the with That's the, nice. they've been good. Well, yeah, with the A, I mean, <laughs> I, would, I would leave the pluses and stuff out. I'd just say A, yeah. B, and okay. C, whatever. And but to me, it's it's kind of one of those things where this summer it it could have been real easy for them to take that kicking situation and force it and say no. Garibay is our guy. He's the dude. He's our guy. Yeah. You know, Hayalahu, he's <laughs> right. our guy. Right. They didn't do that. It felt right. like they tried to do that for a little bit yeah. and then finally and, and were then like, it, fine. And then, it, and then okay. it got then it got to the point where Nate got tired of looking at me and going, they haven't made a field goal yet here today. <laughs> and I go, I don't know, Nate. It, it looks bad to me. Right. I agree. But they, they, they went out and they re-signed the punter. The guy had an 80-something yard punt the other day. A net sixty something yard punt. Yeah, he has had a couple he of changing the field. He He's changes the field. the field. That's what I'm saying. You they go out and the, the and this is where you got to give the front office an A for going out and getting for going out and getting Turpin. You know, I mean that's the pro scouting department saying, hey, we're watching USFL tape, and you know we don't have a dynamic returner. This kid is a difference maker as a returner. Yeah, he's he's likely going to win a game for you here in the second half. One of those cold weather games there, whatever, late in the year, he's going to Tennessee or someplace like that. They're not going to kick the ball all the way down the field, and he's going to take it back. He, 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 heck, he had a 54-yard punt return the other day that you didn't get any points off of that you should have. But that's the kind of thing. I mean, you look at how this team's been built. They they really really survive because of special teams and defense. Yes, and now the offense is hopefully back because your quarterback's back. So Nate, based off of your grade, first half of the season, mm. B plus. If you give a if you're talking about the offense and their struggles, do you expect them to be better? Are is it going to be better they in the have second half? To be better. Okay. If you're not gonna control time of possession at 31 minutes or more, yeah. you have to be better. Because Philadelphia going to make you do that or they going to wear down your defense. Mm-hmm. Chicago, I mean, the New York Giants going to make you – they're going to wear down your defense. Minnesota Vikings going to wear down your defense because they have the ability to score. This is not the Bears. This is not Detroit. These guys will make you – they will stre- stress your defense in the end. <laughs> yeah. Did I say that right, bro? You did. Absolutely. You got it. Stress yeah. is it. Yes, sir. I, I think you guys are both making great points because the defense, elite. One of the best yes. in, the, in the NFL right now. Got to stop the run. Sure, there's there's yeah. there's holes there. You're going to fix that, I think, at some point this season. Maybe the trade le- <coughs> trade deadline does that. Maybe it doesn't. Same thing for the offense. Maybe the trade de- trade deadline helps out the is offense. Is it 3 o'clock? Or two 3 o'clock, o'clock, 3 o'clock. New York time? Central time. Central time. Central. Oh, so central time. Here it's 3, it's 4 o'clock. So it's 10 to 1. It's ten on one, fellas. Got a little bit of time. Yes, we'll see what happens, and we'll talk about it tomorrow here on Talking Cowboys. But the offense got to pick it up. Defense, you've been great. Special teams, phenomenal. Let's keep that rolling, and we'll be back here tomorrow to talk about what it's happened over. on the trade deadline. It's over. We got forty five minutes in this room. Blows by, right? When greatness is working, don't stop. <laughs> I mean, we got at least come. another fifteen minutes. That's rock. All right, uh, B, <laughs> join us Sorry, for the draft buddy. for three days. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get Nate in here. That'd be great. Right. Just have him on the board. But that's gonna do it for us here on Talking Cowboys. Nate and Brian will be back tomorrow here at nine fifteen a.m. Central Time on Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee for Chris Beam, Nate Newton, Brian Broaddus. I'm Kyle Yeomans. We'll see you tomorrow. Rifle up, baby. Woo. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!